Welcome to the Community Church. It's really good to be with you, and uh, we love coming to Honiton, love being with you, love being in this church. We actually do enjoy the whole of the Southwest uh, and are currently restarting to walk the whole of the Southwest path again. We've done it once, and we're now doing this summer, we'll do another part of it. Just love it. And when you're going on the Southwest path, you'll know that the the joy of walking is eating. That's that, that's the what, why do we, Heather often asks me, "Why are we doing this?" Be- because in in five miles we're going to come to a pub. Uh, that, that's why we're doing it, and, and and you feel really justified to have everything because you've just walked five miles. But we've noticed, uh, and the PowerPoint might come up. That we've noticed that as you come to the pub or the restaurant or whatever it might be, the cafe. Uh, I'm going to talk about prayer today in the day-to-day take time to pray, but you'll notice that on the next slide, I think, it's got, you you come upon these sort of signs outside, soup of the day, whiskey, it's like, whiskey? Hang on, that's not quite, uh, or the the tears of our enemies. But you also come across things like uh, seasonal vegetables. You know, suddenly you've got to be a gourmet chef to know what's in season, not in, you know, (laughs) You go in and say, I'd like the seasonal vegetables. Well, <laughs> sweet. <That's laughs> I didn't want sweet. Well, that's the, se- that's the season it's in. Didn't you know it's Swede season? I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, and, and catch of the day. I mean, what, 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 who's been catching what? I mean, I, I like, I like, I like nice, nice cuisine. And uh, if we go past a French restaurant, not that common in Cornwall, I must admit, but, but you occasionally find them. And it has ambiance, you know, like a bit of ambiance. And I say, hello, let's go in and have some ambiance. And sit down and, the, and they put out this uh, fruit de la mer. So you get into it. Do you ever get into it, sort of speaking? Hey, garçon, I like the fruit de la mer. Stupid player. And they come in with the... The, the, the fruit of the sea and they put it in front of you and then they go bon chance <laughs> I said to Heather I said to Heather bon chance what the heck's bon chance she says good luck good luck <laughs> and you delve into this pool in front of you and there's some seaweed there's a few old crab legs and there's a gasol come here What's this? what is this easy well that's what we've caught today a few old crabs a bit of seaweed and a whelk <laughs> now Whilst that's never happened, just to be clear, I've never had a whelk and a bit of seaweed. The, the, the truth of the matter is we live in these sort of generalities. And people, people sometimes go, oh, come to church. Why do you want me to come to church? Well, it, it, it's good. What do, you, what do you mean it's good? Well, there's nice people. We do nice coffee. Come to church with us and have some nice coffee. And and and, and you can meet Christians and you and, and you have Christians who are living their life and they're going to church every week faithfully, like you are this morning. And you, do you ever ask the question, why? Why are you here this morning? Uh, is what's going through your brain this morning? I'll ask the young people here. Is what's going through your brain? How much longer is he going to talk for? Because. Uh, there is good coffee afterwards, and I quite like to get going. But we all pretend, don't we? We all, you can all sit there sort of pretending we're interested, and we're really thinking about the football scores yesterday, the rugby, the wearing the rugby. You know, you, we can all pretend, oh, it's real, mm, that's really good. Mm, I'm really enjoying this. 
Why are we here this morning? Why are you here this morning? What, what is the driving motivation to be here? And what is the church on earth to do? Because we're here to be more than nice people. We're here to have more than a good time of worship. We're here to encounter him. Where two or three are gathered, he promises to be here. And so after I'm finishing speaking in about half an hour, we're going to have a ministry time because I believe, and I, as I've prayed about this, I believe there are many people here who are just going through the motions in their Christian life. And you hear an encouragement, like we heard this morning, to God wanting to take blindfolds off, which I believe he does, and that's why we need the ministry time. Or we hear encouragements that actually we're not to be a people of fear, but we're to be a people of faith, a time like we're living. We need to be a men and women who know the, 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 the peace of God and the, and, the, and, and the power of God and the faith of God in our lives. And by the way, don't get beaten up by fear. Fear is a natural reaction, and it's what you do with that fear, which, which is the all-important thing. Um, great to see Rosemary here, Rosemary Stafley, who's been a, a great servant to India for, for decades. And uh, I'm, I'm speaking to one of the men that she has worked for many years, a guy called Vinu Paul, and he, w I, he was saying that persecution in India has, has just gone up and up and up and up. And uh, he said, you know, that you, you can literally be just arrested, taken down to a, a, a police station, thrown in a prison, and there's no recourse. You haven't got the, sort of the British system where you can say, excuse me, this isn't fair, I want to see my lawyer. You just, you just disappear. And I said, so how are you doing? He said, well, you know, what? I, I had a week where I was just in total fear. And he said, and then I've just spent time in God's presence, and God's been saying to me, it's win-win if you get persecuted if you get executed you're with me if you don't this is a wonderful opportunity for the gospel and I said to him that is amazing because I'm not there but I said it's amazing and the gospel in India is spreading like wildfire never before in the history of India has so many people been turning to Christ and so it's really exciting so today I wanted to say I wanted to, to say to you I want to try and help you to encounter God, to pray and know God at this time. In fact, I want to say this very boldly and say it to the elders here. I'm calling you in this season that we're in as leaders and as a church to pray more, both individually but also corporately. This isn't a time for the church to lose its voice. This is a time for the church to find its voice. This is a time for us to declare we know the one who, who lives, who has conquered sin, who has conquered sickness, who has conquered death, and we live for his pleasure. So I want to talk about knowing him, and I want to talk about prayer in the day-to-day, -day, take time to pray. And I want to say this, the first thing I want to say in this, before I get into reading some scripture, is don't get beaten up by the preacher on prayer. There's nothing worse than preachers coming to church and saying, how's your prayer life? You look miserable. You need to be praying. If you're not praying an hour a day, you're not going to get the blessing of God. And, you know, if you haven't done this for the last three months, you're really, God's going to walk on by. He's just not interested. And we, we I, sermon after sermon I've heard, you know, about prayer. And, oh, I just feel so condemned. I don't want to give up. It's not a message like that, okay? 
this is just a discipleship. This is a fireside chat with Guy on the way in which God's helped Helen and I pray. And we want to pass it on and help you to pray because this is a season, I believe, God wants you more in his presence, not further off. So let's turn to in, the, in the scriptures um, to John chapter 14. And as you're turning your Bibles to that um, place, just to set its context, I, I don't know if you ever thought about what it must be to hang out with Jesus. It must have been pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to see a miracle. Pretty awesome to see him walk on water. Pretty awesome to see a demoniac and, and just <laughs> clothed and in his right mind. And pretty awesome to hear him talk about the Sermon on the Mount. And therefore, when he comes and says, uh, guys, I'm leaving you, I can well imagine they're going, whoa, Jesus, we're, we're on to something here. We, we, we've got a roll. We're on a roll. Please don't talk about leaving. And he said, no, it's going to be better if I leave. <laughs> this is with the context of John chapter 14. Philip, in verse 5, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long? And you still do not know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe on the account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will be done because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything, in my name, I will do it. <laughs> You're kidding. You're going back to the Father and that you and the Father, the Father's in you. And we can then ask, because you're now back with the Father, anything in your name and you're going to do it? If you love me, you'll keep my commands. And I'll ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be with, be with you. So Jesus is drawing his disciples to himself and he's saying, look, it is better. It truly is better. And this is our inheritance too. It's truly better that he returns to the Father and that he sends the promised Holy Spirit who will live within us and he will guide us into all the truth, into his presence and into the presence of a father where we will see our, the father, the son and the spirit, our triune God of, in, in worship. And that verse is a good memory verse for your year. You may ask me anything in my name and I will do it. So why don't we ask? Why? If, if, if that is true, <laughs> why don't we ask? You know, children have no problem in asking, do they? Four, I've, I've had four children, and, 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 and they're very happy to ask. 
Uh, in fact, you have to stop them asking. You go into a toy shop or a sweet shop, they don't go, oh, I'm not interested. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I, I'm just eating veg. <laughs> now they go, oh, oh, I'd like, can I have, can I, oh, can I, oh, can I? And it's like, can I, can I, can I, can I? And it is the father or the mother's good pleasure to lead a child into giving them what they desire, which is going to be good for them, not just giving in and spoiling them. But it's nevertheless, it's in the parent's heart to hear their voice and to move towards their request. So it is, Jesus says, we have a father in heaven who is moved by his children's request. And, and why I've called this in the day to day, take time to pray is because unless we put in some pit stops, some disciplines, life is too busy. Life is just too busy. And so I want to try and help you this morning and, and talk about three pit stops. This is not original. This has been passed on for generation after generation of Christians. And it's, it's three meals a day that I want to try and encourage you in. And b- by the way, hear this, desire without discipline derails good intentions. No point you saying to me this morning, I, I want to pray more, well, you need some discipline. I want to evangelize more, well, you need some discipline. Because if you just let it happen, it doesn't happen. I've met so many Christians who goes, no, I don't, I don't need any discipline. I'm just going to follow the Spirit. Just gonna, How's your prayer life? Well, I'm just, just I'm, I feel a bit condemned. Don't bring any condemnation. I'm just following the Spirit. You, the whole of the spiritual life is, is, has a trellis of self-control in order for us to flourish and be all we can be in God. The fruits of the Spirit, finished one, love, joy, peace, it finishes with self-control. Please don't react to anything I'm saying this morning thinking I'm giving you rules. I'm just giving you a trellis in which you might be helped. And as we've shared this, we've shared this in a number of churches, including uh, the one we're in, Westminster Chapel. It's encouraging to hear people say, actually, I'm, t- I'm taking some ground in this. So I'm just encouraging you. Maybe you're going to take one step this morning. Maybe it's going to be your lunchtime or your breakfast or your evening meal, and this will help you. So let me start with breakfast. Most important meal of the day? Not for me. I can't stand breakfast. But anyway, <laughs> in vi- 5 to 7, Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and that is enough. And Jesus says, I'll be here with you, and you still don't know me. There is an intimacy. There is a grasping of who Jesus is. There is a grasping of how powerful and how majestic and how big God is that must lead us, must be our ultimate desire to bring us into prayer. We don't go into prayer out of duty. We don't go into prayer out of trying to get something from God. We go into, into prayer because we want to know the Father. We want to know the Son. We want to know the Holy Spirit. We want to we know His presence. We want to dwell in His presence because in his, in his presence there is fullness of joy. That's the driving force of prayer. But how, how you start your day with that desire is all so important. You see, you... You might not, I don't like breakfast, I really don't like breakfast, but I have breakfast because it fuels you for the day. i tell you what does fuel you spiritually for the day, time with God. If you've never had this, you know, even if you set your alarm clock 10 minutes earlier to do what I'm just about to tell you to do, do it, 
and do it for at least a month because any new discipline takes at least a month before it becomes a routine. I'm so grateful someone put into my young Christian life at the age of 16, getting up at 6 o'clock to meet with God for that first hour of the day. You know, I'm now 58 years old and I'm still doing it. Mostly. We're not on holidays. Give myself a lion on holidays. I get up at 7. So the five R's that will help you in the morning is to do this, okay? Firstly, retire. In other words, don't wake up in bed and think, right, I'm going to have a quiet time, because you, the bed sheets always win. <laughs> they do. Oh, morning, God, I'm ready to pray. <laughs> oh, it's 7 o'clock, I've got to go to work. A quick, a quiet, Matthew 6, verse 6. When you pray, Jesus says, go into your room, close the door. Find a, find a place, a quiet place without distraction. Get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, whatever it is. Be still, retire. Second R, read. Take your Bibles with you when you retire. I like having reading plans. You don't have to have a reading plan. But the thing you need to do, and this is this is same for Adrian, who's been a Christian for many, many years, and for me, you have to read the scripture. Sometimes it's good to read it out loud and read it two or three times and read it as if it's the very first time you're hearing it, okay? So here I am reading this scripture the first time. Thomas, just a few verses before, Lord, we do not know the way. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. I read that two or three times. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus, I'm the way, the truth and the life. So I read the scripture. Read a short passage. Don't read a whole chunk. Don't get into a legalistic. I've got to read the whole Bible in a year because then you get speed reading. And I'm thinking somehow they're going to be blessed the merit of, of, of somehow God's impressed that you've covered the whole Bible in a year. I've done it quite a few years. and You need to read the whole scripture, but you don't, it's not a race. So read. Then reflect. Okay, you with me so far? You pick up that scripture. I am the way. So if I want a direction in my life, I need to follow the one who said he is the way. The way to live this life is to follow Jesus, the truth. God, I'm living in so much lies. Our culture is so full of lies. We don't even know what the real truth is. Thank you, Jesus, you're the truth and life. Well, I feel like life over here is quite good. But you're saying life in you is better. I'm, I'm reflecting on what Jesus is trying to say. and This is the word of God to me. I then respond, the fourth R. I pray it out. Lord, if you are the way, I want to follow you today. Lord, if you are the truth, I want to live in the good of the truth, of who you say I am, not who the world says I am. And if you are the life... And that's, I don't want to find my life in my savings. I don't want to find my life in my car. I want to find my life in you. So help me today to put my trust and my faith in you. And then regurgitate. The last R. Be like a cow who chews the cud. Can you do that all through the day? By the way, memorizing scriptures so gone out of vogue, it's... it's it's the sword of the Spirit. It's the, it's the way in which you're going to win the battle, knowing the Bible. So you've got to work hard at this. I mean, Heather and I laugh at each other how bad we are. We can try a memory verse about a month before we actually become sort of like second nature. That's how thick we are. But, you know, 
all throughout the day. Okay, God, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except for me. I am the way, the truth. And uh, you're memorizing it. You're regurgitating it. It's becoming in your very spirit. And then funnily enough, when you come to pray, Christians often say, I don't know how to pray the will of God. Well, you pray the will of God by praying scripture to God, by speaking scripture back to God, because these are God's promises. No matter how many promises there are in Christ, they are yes and amen in Christ. So we, we're saying that, Lord, I want your will to be done and I'm, I'm going to share my life and share my story with my next door neighbor and I want your will to be done. We know that God is pleased because we're, we're praying back to him what he's already instigated in us. So that's the breakfast. Can you get up in the morning and do that? I, I do that every morning. Heather and I do that. We sit next to each other and we read the Bible. She reads whatever portion, I read my portion. And then we come to pray. We pray together. We have a list of all the churches in commission here or overseas. We pray for you guys every month. We'll be praying for you, interceding for your daughter, interceding for your families. It matters to us because your success is our success. Our success is your success. We're part of this great global family. We pray every day. And then lunch. What do you do at lunch? In verse 8, it says, um, it says this. It says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough. And Jesus, throughout this, this, this text, and he comes back to it again and again. Uh, if you love me, keep my, I will ask the Father. Father will give you another helper. It's about the Father. It's about the Father. It's about our Father. You remember the disciples when they... When they saw everything that Jesus was doing, you remember what they asked him to show them, to teach them? Can you teach us to pray? It's weird, isn't it? I mean, it, would you not, what, if you were with Jesus, what would you be asking? Uh, Jesus, I'd be saying, can I, I'd like to know how to walk. I'd love to walk on water. That's going to cut out the ferry fares. I, I just think it would be really good for me to walk on water, Jesus. Just, what do you do? You know, what's the knack? Is there a knack here? Is there a little trick that you can do? You know, is it a leg movement? What is it? Because I'd like to walk on water. I wouldn't be going to teach me to pray, I don't think. But the disciples, they knew where the power came from. The church doesn't. The church in our country doesn't know where the power comes from. The church thinks it comes from clever speakers or worship leaders or superstars. The power comes from prayer. The power comes from intimacy in prayer. And so what, how did Jesus teach his disciples? He said, okay, this is a sort of a like, I've got a little bit of a, a program for you, a little bit of a structure for you. And uh, we now know it as the Lord's Prayer, but he, he's going to teach us the Lord's Prayer. And I, I want to teach you, at lunchtime, this is what you should do, okay? At lunchtime, you want to go and get your sandwiches, I know, because you're all hungry. You want to get an oggy or a pasty. You want to get down there. No, no, no. What you want to do is find five or ten, you're really going to be spiritual, ten minutes, where you're going to go somewhere else, a quieter place, outside maybe, because I love praying outside, and you're going to pray the Lord's Prayer. Is that difficult? I'm sure if we said it today, we could do it together, couldn't we? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Because thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory isn't there, but it is 
in terms of what everything else Jesus says around prayer. So I want to just say to you, this is what I call the prayer, or others have called it, the prayer of recollection. Why do you need to pray at lunchtime? Because by lunchtime, you've prayed in the morning, you've committed your day to God, and by lunchtime, as with these disciples, all their hopes, all what they think was going to work out, are smashed in a thousand pieces. And you have to recollect, you have to gather those pieces. Your family's not doing so good. You've had a phone call and you've just found that your car hasn't passed its service. You've, you, 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 your day is not going at all right. And so we, we, we draw aside at lunchtime for 10 minutes and we recollect. And we recollect through the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer gives us, wonderfully, five Ps. This is how you can pray. You can pray this in a minute. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the two-minute version for you, okay? Because that way you can all think, I can do this. Our Father, who art in heaven, praise. You can, you, you can, if you can, you can spend an hour, five hours on the purposes, the promises, the personhood of God. You can just spend hours and hours. But actually, it's great at lunchtime to say, Father, thanking you in heaven. Thank you over coronavirus, you rule. Thank you over my life, you rule. Thank you, I know I'm your child and that no, nothing, nothing, I am immortal till my life's work's done. I am in your hand and I am safe with you. Father, I thank you I have a father who loves me. We can all do that, can't we? You can, you can add scriptures, you can add your own experience. And then you say, Thy kingdom come. It's a powerful prayer. Because we spend all day praying, my will be done. We do. We all set up at the beginning of the day, right, I've got my will be done. Hallelujah. That's the prayer of my life. My will. My will, my will. Heather, I want you to do my will. I want you to get up and get breakfast. My will be done. That's the prayer we want to have. No, we, we remind ourselves at lunchtime that there's a king in heaven that is ruling and, and has his purpose. We're asking for his purpose. In the UK today, <laughs> hear, this, hear this encouragement today. We're not praying, Lord, I want to self-isolate. I want to get away from everybody. I don't want to touch anybody this morning. I, anybody coughing, I want to kill them or spray them. I don't want anything to do with them. No, we're living in a day the church should be praying, God, your ping kingdom come. Lord, this is, this is going to be something that could revert reverse the, the terrible evils we're having, laws passing and godlessness in our nation. and People now are being shaken. God, this is a time for the church. So I want to pray at this lunchtime, Lord, your will be done in England. Your will be done in Honiton. Can you do that? Good prayer, isn't it? Lunchtime, purpose. Provision. Give us today my daily bread. Provision includes a roof, Includes food, includes health, medicines, all the things that we're getting fearful as a nation about. We, wo we worship one who knows all that. We haven't got to panic by. Please, you know, if I, if I spit a rumor this morning, there's no toilet rolls that's saying, oh, let's get down there quick. We're all, whatever it might be. Head and shoulders have all sold Have they all sold out? I need a head and shoulders. We, we, we're a, we, we do move, don't we, like a, like a herd of pack by fear. But as Christians, we don't. As Christians, we say, no, God is going to provide for us and has provided and will provide all the way through our life. And you don't need to fear. 
And guess what? This is where the church comes in as well. We, 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 are, you know, we are the barns that Joseph built to feed the lost. The church is there to rescue and be an ark for the world that is lost. And therefore, please don't panic by it. If you've got more than you need, give it away and serve the rest of your community. We don't hoard and selfishly hold on because our life is richly provided by the one who cares for every part of our life. Penitence, fourthly, forgive us. Not a part we often dwell on, but actually there's an awful lot of stuff in here I hate and a lot of stuff in here God hates. Keeping short accounts is really important. So having a lunchtime pit stop where I say, Father, forgive me for exaggerating. Forgive me for lying. Forgive me for fear. Forgive me for those moments that I've just wandered and become so full of my own importance. God, I, I, I want to repent because I want to come back to the Father. I want to come back to your side. Short accounts with God. And finally, protection. Deliver us from the evil one. We're in a battle. Brothers and sisters, we are in a battle this morning for the UK. We're in a battle. I'm summonsing you to be on the front line of the battle. And you want to know what the front line of the battle is? Prayer. It's prayer. You want to know how God's kingdom is going to explode, hundreds, thousands of people saved, this church filled, your neighbors one for Christ. You pray. You find time in the day-to-day to pray. You get a set aside time, just come alongside, and you find God in the day-to-day. The lunchtime prayer of recollection, we've been fighting for it all year, Heather and I. We keep encouraging each other. Oh, I missed it today. Yeah, yes, that phone call, it came just when I was... Yeah, it did. But we don't beat ourselves up because there's grace for tomorrow. And then finally, our evening dinner in verse 15 and 16 i love this if you love me you'll keep my commandments and i will ask the father he will give you another helper to be with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive jesus promises us the holy spirit all of what i'm saying today is a work of the holy spirit if there's a desire in your heart that desire is put there by the holy spirit because the holy spirit wants to draw us and bring us and and woo us to the Father and to the Son. He wants us to come into the presence. The, the Holy Spirit illuminates the Word. The Holy Spirit draws us and glorifies the Father through the Son. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that draws us. And when we come to the end of a day, when you when you coming to lay your, ha- your head on your pillow, it's a great moment to ex- just examine. The pr- it's called the prayer of examine. To examine your day. So again, here's, an, here's a little tip. Turn off the telly at uh, a good time. If you're going to find five or ten minutes at the end of the day to pray, actually, if you, even if you watch a rerun of you know, whatever it is, oh, I just want to see one more episode of Porridge before I go to bed. By the time you get to bed, you're just exhausted. So, so, so set, a, set a routine. We, we typically go to bed at 10, 10, 15. We go to bed. And there's this prayer of examine, which again can be put into five R's. I'll give you the shorthand in a minute because everyone likes the shorthand version better. But the first R is this, replay your day. Just go through what you've done today. Think about your day. Think about who you spoke to. Think about what you did. Think about 
the people you met, think about the conversations, think about the blessings, think about the things that were difficult. Just reflect in your mind. Do that in about a minute. Second R, recall. Recall those moments when there were strong emotions in your life. Recall those moments when you felt desperate. You felt overwhelmed with the need, such fear or such emotions. Maybe it was a driving experience and you were overcome with the emotion of anger or rage. You wanted to rip that driver's head off. You're so, so cross. Or you come back and you've had an argument, a spiff with your, your teenager. Because their teenagers are so understanding of your life and, and, and you just wanted to bless them. And something came out of you that you were really surprised was even in there. Just think about those moments. And think about, why was it? What was it that made me so cross or so fearful or so anxious? Recall. Rejoice. So you recall the hard things, but rejoice on the good things. Think about the good things. We're not good at it. In England, trying to explain to Mexicans a few weeks ago to understand the British. If there's one light bulb on a Christmas tree that isn't working, the British can spot it. We're just brilliant at it, aren't we? Just like, <laughs> yeah, nice tree. There's one bulb up there not working. We're just great at that, you know. Oh, it's a beautiful day. I see that cloud over there. It's going to be rain. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's going to rain later. I mean, it's we, do, we are quite sort of gloomy, aren't we? So rejoicing is not something which comes naturally, but we're told and commanded in Scripture again and again, be joyful always, pray continuously. You know, we, we're commanded. So it's not sort of like, I don't feel like it. No, you're commanded. God wants you to rejoice. So you have to do this deliberately. Okay, what were the good things today? Oh, praise God, I've got a wife. Who cooked me breakfast in bed? Praise God for, praise God for friends. Thank God for friends. Thank God for all the things that I saw today. Thank God for that bird, that beautiful bird. I've never seen a firecrest before. I just, I was in awe of that. Lord, I thank you. And you just recall some of those things, and you rejoice. You rejoice in all the goodness. You get to live a life on earth. We do, and we get to live in England. You know, how much percentage of the world live on, you know, a few dollars a day? We, 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 we have so much, and yet we're often so grumpy. So rejoice. And then repent. Fourthly, repent. Say to God you're sorry for the areas where you lost it. Think about them and say, Lord, I, 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 I'm sorry that I lost my temper. I'm sorry that I made such a big deal about that car parking space, and it was really pathetic. Sorry I got so cross. And finally, the final R is resolve. You see, God never leaves us where we are. That's the beautiful thing about this Christian life. The wonderful walk with, this, with the Father in heaven is he, like a parent, picks us up and says, have another go. He doesn't put a label on us and say, useless, tried it once, failure. No, he's a loving father, picks us up and says, go on, go on, try again, try, try again. So the... They're the five R's. Here's the shorthand, because you, we're, we're, we're in the day of the internet and the apps, and you want to have a quick... The shorthand is this, and it's fine to do a shorthand. We do it quite often, Heather and I. As you're laying your head on your pillow, you think, where did I miss God today? And where did I find God today? It's a really good thing to do. It's very easy to remember that. Where did I miss God? So I missed God when I got cross. I missed God when I that action which was selfish and silly but where did I find God today Lord I found you in that walk I found you in that relationship I found you over that meal I found you in church this morning and I want to thank you 
and I want to say sorry for those and I want to rejoice in those. Amen. Good night. So, this is a big year for this church. This church, for you in Sydney. And God has great plans for you to bless you. Bless you in families, bless you in salvations, bless you in healing, in miracles. He's got big plans for you. Do you believe that? And if you are going to enter into them together in the day-to-day, I'd say this, take time to pray. Be men and women of prayer. Be men and women this morning that when we say there's an opportunity, the, w- w- the, w- uh, the ministry team are going to pray for you so that you would know his peace, that you would know freedom from fear, that you would know his purposes in your life this year, this day. Don't, don't think, I don't, I don't need prayer. I don't want people seeing I need prayer. We all need prayer. Get some prayer this morning because God is with you and God is going to give you an opportunity. For more information, please visit our website, thecommunitychurch.com. Dot co dot UK.